Welcome to In the Dugout. I'm your host, Zach Lubar. I'm a high school athlete that interviews athletes, professionals, and anybody connected to sports in the D.C. area and beyond. On this week's show, I'll be chatting with Michael O'Connor, a former professional baseball player, most notably in the Washington Nationals organization, but also spending time in the Padres, Royals, Mets, and Yankees organizations. Mr. O'Connor, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. Uh, you, can, you can call me Mike if you want. It's fine, so don't have to be too formal. All right. Thank you. So, um, you know, I, I'm a high school baseball player right now with hopes of playing uh, Division One college baseball. I'm going to be a rising junior. So uh, when I got into baseball, I think I was about six or seven, and we were on a trip, and some kids were playing wiffle ball, and they asked me to play, and I kind of just – uh, I, I had a great time and I was like, mom, I want to play baseball. So with that in mind, I was kind of wondering how you first got into baseball. Um, what age, when, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think like a lot of kids, I started when I was really young playing T-ball. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up and over time I kind of realized that baseball was, uh, was my best sport as I got to, um, as I got to high school, I really like you know, basketball, soccer swimming but then as i um you know got into sports more seriously baseball was the one that i i was best at i I did really enjoy the game as well Mm -hmm. interesting so you know you you knew you knew you were good you knew you were better than everyone else but like what age did you know that you were good enough to make a real run at college baseball and even potentially professionally you know i mean i thought around when i was 14 i was pretty good um, had, had, had some pretty good success by that age. And then, um, I had, I dealt with a couple injuries during high school that kind of made, made things tough during my, my junior year, which was kind of like the main, main year for, for getting colleges interested at that point. Um, and it just made things difficult. And then, um, you know, I, my senior year, I, I was really focused on, you know, playing division one, Baseball, you know, I had some other smaller schools who were interested, but I kind of waited things out and was it, things were able to work out um, with GW and was able to go there as a recruited walk-on for the baseball team at, at George Washington. So your high, high school experience, uh, if you could kind of sum that up, how do you think, did you guys, was it a high competition? Was it, uh, you know, were you all conference, all state, whatever, you know, any, anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I went to a um, all boys Catholic school in, in Baltimore at that time. We were one of the top baseball programs in the in the Baltimore um, Catholic League um, at Mount St. Joe. We had a really, really strong baseball team while I was there. I played varsity baseball three years there and we probably had on those teams, we probably had 30 guys go to play D1. We had a bunch of guys play professionally. Um, I, I graduated with Mark Desher, who played a long time in the big leagues, first base with the Yankees, um, Rangers. So, you know, and then I played with a summer team that played. We had a lot of the best players from the state of Maryland on a summer team that I played for. Um, so got to play with a lot of uh, players. And I think that, you know, that experience, you know, really prepared me to play at a higher level in college. So that kind of brings me to like current, like current situations. So like, with COVID and like everything that's going on with this pandemic, like what do you think about how it's affecting, uh, well, mostly professionally, you know, with the condensed season, uh, but also, you know, just baseball in general. And like, even in my summer league, like umpires had to 
stand like the uh, home plate umpires had to stand behind the pitcher to call balls. And play. So I know that's not happening in the MLB, but you know, just all these little things and how it's affecting uh, the game. What, what are your opinions on that? It's definitely a, uh, a unique, unique year with everything. I mean, you know, I think with a lot of high school kids losing out on their senior year, um, potentially, I mean, maybe they weren't able to find a school that's interested because they weren't able to, you know, play that final year. Um, just looking at professional baseball, I mean, I mean, if I would have had a season that I completely lost, I mean, that's that's definitely going to impact. I mean, it's a super competitive business in in, in professional baseball, and um, yeah, I mean, I think I think something like that is definitely going to um, impact a lot of people and you know affect their affect how their careers work out i mean you you just i don't know you're missing out on a full year where every year is an opportunity to um prove yourself and you know um so it's it's definitely going to have impact on a lot of people i think if you had the opportunity you said that you had an injury that kind of you know halted your recruiting process but if you had the opportunity do you think because you know there's you know there's some debate Kind of, it's, not, it's not really that much, but it's just people talk about it kind of often uh, going uh, going straight to the MLB out of high school and, you know, uh, skipping the college process. If you had the opportunity to go straight out of high school or professionally, would you have done that? I mean, if, if they would have paid me enough money, I would. I definitely would have. I mean, I think, you know, I think, you know, you can always go back to go to college. Um, you know, if you were drafted in the top few rounds. I mean, I think that's a once in a lifetime type opportunity. Um, I mean, I was never in that position to do something like that. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a decision that I had to make, but it is professional baseball. I mean, you have to grow up fast. You're on your own and, um, you know, you, you have to perform immediately. I mean, you, you will get a little more time if you're, you know, a high school draft pick and you're picked pretty high, but, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think that I was physically or emotionally prepared to go into professional baseball out of high school. As a college baseball player, like lots of high schoolers, they always want they never know what to expect. You know, like all the high schoolers that want to play Division One baseball, they say, "Oh, it's a it's a grind. Like you have to like lift all the time, all of that all that stuff." Um, do you think like? Like what? What changed once you began college baseball, especially D one baseball? Like, what was college ball like? How different was the competition from previous uh, uh, teams that you played? And like, what were travel days like? All that stuff, you know. Um, I mean, I think I was pretty prepared coming out of high school, just for the amount that we practiced, um, and you know how you know how competitive things were at the high school that I went to and summer team. But yeah, I mean, I think college is the next level where it's just, it's more year round almost, you know? So I think just focusing on that one sport and um, really just kind of dedicating yourself to it. So you, I mean, I think you really have to love it at that level and you won't have to have to, you know, be willing to do all the, the running, the lifting and all that stuff that goes with it. Um, Cause that, that's a big part of, you know, college sports is, you know, getting bigger, stronger and, you know, kind of improving your uh, mental toughness through all the, all the different training that you go through. Yeah. I hear that all the time from high school and coaches and scouts and stuff. Um, so a- after uh, you began college baseball, like, were you like, so you were clearly you were competing well, but did, did you, 
were you trying to make a run at the MLB or did that kind of just happen? You know, I, I didn't go to college expecting I was going to get drafted. I just, you know, I was, I was, I mean, hopeful that maybe that, that would work out. I mean, and, and thought potentially maybe I would get an opportunity, maybe by my junior year that I was like, maybe I'll get an opportunity to play, play professionally. Um, and then finally got drafted my senior year in the seventh round by the um, Montreal Expos. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think, you know, you have to kind of hope for the best and kind of prepare for the worst in that situation. Right. I mean, I think it's always, always good to have options and things like that. So, you know, I kind of was able to get my degree in finance and then, you know, things worked out where I ended up getting, getting drafted. Well, so you, after college, you went to, uh, I'm assuming spring training or the minor leagues or whatever with the Expos organization. Um, so like, you know, how there's the transition from high school to college and you said it was a lot, uh, you know, more of a grind and all that stuff. You have to love the game. Um, is, is it the same to even more of an extent with going to professional baseball and like the competition? I'm assuming it just skyrockets the guys you're playing against and competing with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you're playing with all the best guys from any of the colleges that you played against, any of the high schools, people from all over the world. I mean, I think that's, I think that was the biggest difference. I mean, I, right when you get drafted, typically guys would go to like short season A ball. I went to Vermont. Um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I mean, it was similar to going away for like college summer ball where you played a game almost every day. Um, but the travel and the, you know, just uh, just kind of adjusting to being being on your own. Um, I mean, I think I was somewhat prepared for that by playing college summer summer league. But th- those leagues, you play like forty games, um, so it's just a it's just a longer longer season. I think that first season was like seventy some games, and then the next the first full season is one hundred and forty two games. I think it was back then. So um, five months where you play pretty much every day and traveling from city to city, just getting into that, that lifestyle and, you know, and just kind of learning what it takes to be um, successful. Do you have any regrets about playing college baseball at all or anything in that manner? Like, you know, I saw, I know I talked to some people, they say that they don't regret a single thing and it was the best decision. Some people say, Hey, I wish I had a little more free time. Uh, Where do you fall in that? No, I mean, I think I had a really, really good experience at GW. I mean, I think that was the, the right place for me to go. I mean, I was able to play pretty much get some decent innings right right my first two years there and, and kind of, you know, learn what it took to, you know, be a high-level player in college. Um, and I just needed more time to kind of physically develop while I was in college and, um, you know, enjoyed my college experience that made met some of my best friends while I was there met my wife while I was at GW so overall um I mean the only only regret I would say is you know early early in my college career I probably you know didn't didn't pitch as aggressively as I as I could have and just you know was trying to be too perfect and you know that's what I always tell college guys is you know just control what you can control and see what happens not trying to um you know, do too much. Like on draft day, um, were you, so you said you couldn't, you had to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Like, uh, so what was the feeling like when you got drafted? Were you just like in awe of what was happening? Or Honestly, I mean, I didn't know when I was going to get drafted. I had talked with a bunch of teams. So, 
I was pretty confident I was going to get drafted, but um, really just had no idea what was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the draft was much different back then as far as it was just like on the Internet. There, there wasn't as much uh, rankings and things like that. I mean, people knew who was going to go in the first round, but outside of that, you don't – there wasn't – they didn't rank 300 players or anything like that. Um, so it's just a much different world. and and. Um, you know, I, I, I have four or five teams that talk to me a lot. And then I talked with the Expos briefly, and they, they ended up being the team that, that, that drafted me. And um, so it was – I didn't – I had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, honestly, I just went into my senior year just see what happens, and, and things, things worked out. You know, I started throwing a little harder that year and got off to a really hot start to that season and, you know, pitched well on some days when we faced some – good teams where there were some bigger scouts at the game that, you know, had the ability to, to really um, influence when teams pick, pick uh, players. So that was a, um, that was, I think that was, you know, a big key for me. And uh, when you got called up, uh, I think it was 2006 or it was 2009. I forget which one, but 2006, 2006. So when you got called up where just what, like, what what was that feeling like? Who called you? Um, what did they say? Yeah, so I was in um, New Orleans, the AAA team for the Nats at that time, and um, had my it was my first year in AAA, and um, you know we we just left the field, had a had a day off the next day, and um, we were out at a restaurant with some people and, and my pitching coach, uh, Steve McCaddy called me and told, told me, I told me to call my, call my parents cause I was going to the, uh, going to the big leagues. Um, and it's just kind of a crazy, crazy feeling. Um, you know, I felt like the year before that I was close, I was on the radar. Um, and then when I went to triple A, I pitched, pitched well to start the year off. And, um, and and they had some injuries and, and needed a needed a starting pitcher and I was pitching well and was healthy so I was I was get, getting the call I'm going to get a shot to go to the big leagues. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, so when when you uh got that start, so you pitch you pitched pretty well. It was five, five innings, three hundred runs in your debut. Um, just what, what was it like? You know, I hate hate to be general, but like, just what was it like? Like, how did you? prepare for that game um what was your mindset were you nervous were you excited like when you like saw huge stadium uh, probably the biggest you played in front of all those fans there like just playing pitching against uh like known like famous players that you know just really good like what what, what was just all all the your emotions uh through that experience yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely nervous. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's something, you know, you're preparing for forever and you're just hoping that it goes well so you can, you can uh, get another get another start. Um, you know, I just wanted to be aggressive. I, I was pitching on, on short rest, so I think they were going to give me like 85 pitches. Um, it's definitely, definitely um, a crazy day. I, I, I mean, the thing – I still I pitched against the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, at that time, Albert Pujols was the best hitter in baseball, so I got to face him three times. Um, 
and had a, had a decent game, you know, one error in the first inning, and then I gave up a home run with two outs. So, and the, so that, but it was an unearned run. And I pitched, I pitched okay. I was like effectively wild, a lot of deep counts, but was able to, you know, make some pitches when I needed to and got through that game. And, um, you know, they, I pitched well enough that I got, got to stay around for another start and, it was it was definitely a, a day that I'll never forget, and I mean, super nervous. My my whole family was there, was a couple of friends, my coach from college, and and my wife and her family came. So um, definitely, definitely a, a crazy day. I mean, the thing that stood out to me is when I was looking over the dugout, and you look over there, and Tony Larusa is looking back at you, and it's just I don't know, this is a different world. Um, all the all the media that goes along with the big leagues and just all the fans. I mean, baseball, baseball, the, this, the fans don't really impact the game as much as like a football or basketball where it gets really loud, but it still was definitely a bigger crowd than I had ever pitched in front of in that, at that point in my life. What, what were the, what was the outcome of the pool holes at bats? I think he, I, I don't think he got a hit and I think he went over three. That's great. Who, and who gave, who'd you uh, hit the home run against you? Do you remember? Jim Edmonds. I can't imagine pitching from the in the MLB. It's actually nuts. Um, so you know, you walked us through you know your debut and all that. What you talked a little bit about the media. What was what was it like? Just I'm assuming you after the, the media interviewed after you after your start. Uh, like what what was that like? You know, at that time the Nats didn't have a ton of press around them. Um, I mean, it, I don't I don't even. I don't even think all the games were on TV at that point around here. There were some issues with the TV network and things like that. So it was definitely a um, unique situation. But, I mean, I didn't come out of a big school, you know, or anything like that. It was a big, big athletic school. So it's definitely different where you got got a media interviewing you, TV cameras um, in, front, in front of your face after every game. So um, I think just learning how to – how to deal with that was was definitely a process as well. And what was it like being the rookie slash new guy for your brief stint with the Nats and professionally? Uh, it was it was I mean we were de- we definitely had a, a more veteran team, so a lot of guys that had, had been around the been around the block. I mean, Royce Clayton was the shortstop. I, I mean, he played for a long time. Mike Stanton was in the bullpen. These are guys you probably probably never heard of. Um, Jose Vidro was our second baseman. Levon Hernandez was our like number one number one pitcher. Um, Jose Guillen, Alfonso Soriano. So a lot of a lot of guys that had really long big league careers. Guys that I grew up watching on TV. So um, I think I think just you know knowing how long these guys had played played in the big leagues, the success that they had. I mean, I think in itself is intimidating. I mean. Most most everybody there was there to help and, and just wanted to see you do well. But you know they people would definitely you know try try to test you and just kind of try to you know pick on you a little bit. But you know most of it was done just to, just to kind of kind of help you and make you, make sure you're doing things the right way and, and kind of understand how how what what's necessary to be successful in the big leagues. I remember watching Levon Hernandez. That's when I first got into baseball. Um, and so we talked a little bit about um, the minors and the, how the, the level of play uh, was different between you know, 
high school to college, college to MLB, and then minors to the major leagues. But what were some other key differences between the minors and the MLB, you know, like besides just like the bigger spotlight? Was there anything else that, you know, is notable? Yeah, I mean, I think just just the treatment you get as a player going uh, going from AAA to the big leagues, I mean, the level of competition is not that much different. But, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you know the salaries guys are making is a lot bigger. You know, you're staying in five-star hotels. You're flying uh, private versus commercial airlines. So it's, uh, it's a totally different world. And, you know, you get a lot more attention. Your phone rings a lot more when you're in the big leagues than when you're in AAA. So it's just a totally different world. If there was anything you could say to current athletes or advice you could give them who are making a run uh, at MLB at the MLB for whatever position or even minors or maybe even just a higher level like high school player trying to play Division One baseball, uh, is there any advice you would give them or uh, any like recommendations or anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know I've I've coached a lot of kids over the years since I when I was playing and since I finished playing and. Um, you know, a lot of people think, you know, these guys that are in the big leagues that are super successful have it easy and that, you know, they don't have to work hard. And I, I'll tell you, you know, the best players in the big leagues, a lot of times they're also the hardest workers. You know, they're the guys, they're early um, and staying late, working out, hitting extra, doing all the extra fielding, um, you know, staying in shape. I mean, just the amount of work that it takes to be at that level. Um and there's always somebody else coming, coming, coming for your your job. So I mean, I think, you know, I think there's a lot that uh, you know, just kids can learn from that, and just the dedication that it takes to be super successful at something, right? So um, I, I think you know, just understanding what it takes, um, but obviously, you know, being smart about what you do too. I mean, as a pitcher, you can't go out and just throw for hours and hours; you'll, you'll ruin your arm, right? But um, and, and training and make sure you're not, you know, overdoing things where you're hurting yourself too. So, um, I think there's, you know, a lot that, a lot that goes into it. And, uh, if you could highlight one man, uh, moment from either high school, college or the MLB, is there anything that stands out to you? Like, did you pitch your best game or, I mean, bes- besides your debut, obviously, was there any moment that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I pitched, I pitched some some big games. I mean, I think my first win in the big leagues against the Mets was probably the best game that I I pitched in the big leagues. Um, pitched seven innings um, against the Mets at that time, which were they were probably the best team in the National League that year. So um, that was they had they had a really stacked team and, and pitched well against them to get my first win. And then I pitched a couple other big games that year for, for the Nats. Uh, I, I went seven innings against the Yankees um, on a Father's Day game where Ryan Zimmerman hit a walk-off home run. So just to be a part of some of those moments within the organization in its early year was was cool. And then for me, I got to pitch. I grew up an Oriole fan. I got to pitch the first game that the Nats played, start the first, first game of that series ever where the Nats played the um, Orioles in interleague play. So... I don't know. I didn't have, didn't start a ton of games with them, but had some pretty cool experiences with the team and just, you know, was fortunate to do that. And kind of just a question that I, I always wonder, it's just like, if, what do you think is different about like the way the game is like kind of progressing? Like, do you think that, I mean, I know you played in, in more uh, like recent times, but 
like, do you think um, from your knowledge that like a player like, you know, Barry Bonds would have similar success in today's game or like vice versa, like a player like Mike Trout having success uh, in previous times or um, do you, do you have any opinions on that? Yeah. I mean, I think the players today, you know, they're, they're definitely uh, more, more physically trained than the, some of the players were previously. And, you know, they're, I think, you know, the game, obviously the game's gotten more analytics based uh, and, you know, they've, you know, they've really figured out what, what really is valuable in a player. And, you know, they've tried to figure out ways to kind of measure everything. Um, I mean, I think some of the game has gone away from, you know, contact hitters and stolen bases and things like that. And they, you know, teams have, you know, they play for the three run homer and they, and they want pitchers that strike, strike guys out. I mean, ground balls used to be, you know, the most important, most important thing. Cause that would allow a pitcher to, you know, pitch deeper in the game. But now teams want to get to the bullpen early because they have, you know, all these big arms down there, they want to, they want to get in the game if they have a lead. So uh, pitchers pitching deep in a game has, is not as, you know, important. Not as many guys are pitching 200 plus innings as used to. So it's, it's just really, really shifted how, how they, um, how they manage the game. And so I think, I think it's, I think a lot of it though, you know, some of the pitchers that had success when I was playing um, now with how the, the strike zone is called, you know, you know, the guys with the Braves, it was, you know, fastballs down and away, but they were able to get, because their control was so good, they were able to get, you know, six, eight inches off the plate. And now with, you know, all the cameras and them measuring umpires, the umpires, the ball has to cross the plate in order to, order to um, you know, be called a strike. So the, the game the game has shifted out. So the strike zone has, has changed um, and players have had to adjust and they've had to adjust you know, with what type of, there's definitely more focus on velocity now than, than ever. So it's, it's definitely a, definitely a, a different game than it was, you know, I, my last year that I played was 2013 and stuff, that stuff it was just starting to come into baseball. And, and I, so it, it has really, really shifted, but no, I think the game is still, Still in a good place, but yeah, I mean, I think like a Barry Bonds, he would be he would be successful now. Mike Trout would be successful then. I mean, good those those are the best of the best. Um, but there are other players that you know had long careers when I played that might not even get drafted now. So it's just really really changed. And uh, you probably are again from what you've been saying before. Uh, you're probably against the talk of robotic umpires and calling balls and strikes as long as they're accurate i think it would be great i mean as a pitcher i mean the last thing you want to do is throw a pitch that's a strike it called a ball right i mean i think that's the most frustrating thing you throw one right down the middle and the umpire misses it um all you want as a pitcher all i want is a consistent strike zone so i mean i think if they if they could figure that out and it was always consistent i would you know i would be all for you know, computerized or robotic strike zone. I think it would be, um, I think it would take a lot of, a lot of, a lot of that out of it. Um, where sometimes, you know, you feel like as a pitcher, you know, one call goes against you and it kind of things can kind of unravel quick sometimes from one thing happening. So, um, it, it w- I would, I would be for it if they're able to, you know, be active. Yeah, definitely. And just a, a couple more questions, more general before, uh, we wrap it up. Um, 
this kind of just came to my mind now, but um, I guess like, everyone is pretty much like during, you know, COVID, how there's no fans in the uh, stadiums. Uh, I know I mean, even when I play in front of small crowds, it's there's kind of just more of an adrenaline rush. And I can't even imagine what it's like in front of thousands of people and then millions more on national TV. But um, so how, how much, how, how do you think the, Lack like having no fans in the stadium. How do you think it's going to affect uh, players? That maybe their their motivation, how well they do, uh, or maybe they'll play even better because there's they won't be as nervous. Or like, how do you think that's going to affect the game? I think it's definitely a, a unique thing. I mean, then honestly, I mean, as a player, I mean, it, whether you're playing on the spring training fields or whatever, I mean, your job is to get guys out. I mean, it, as a professional athlete. Everything you do in baseball is measured, uh, and and you got you got to perform. Um, and I think you know some guys, it might be t- it, it definitely you know if you're you know playing a lot of days in a row, I think sometimes that crowd can kind of get you excited, you know, to go out there. Um, so it, it definitely is a um, unique year with with how things are how things are going with this. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't think in baseball, the crowd really impacts the game. I mean, home field advantage isn't as like what it is in football, but it is, it still is, it's still kind of, I mean, what I, what I was thinking about when I was watching the game, if a guy, you know, first time gets called up to the big leagues, you know, he can't have his family there. Can't, you know, just kind of misses out on the whole thing. And it's just kind of, it's definitely a, a unique season for sure. Yeah. 100%. And uh, so last, like just uh, like I said, a couple more general. So like if, if you could think of like life lessons, I know it's kind of cliche, but, you know, life lessons from what you've learned um, over your career that or even like a like a quote or mentality that you use throughout your career, uh, well, like what, what would it be? Or if there if there wasn't any, it's fine, too. I mean, I think I think the biggest thing, you know as a pitcher is just worrying about what you can control and, and, and make, and do the best you can and, and just move on quick, short memory. I think, you know, if you let something carry over, I think, and, and stay with you, um, it's, it's definitely gonna, gonna impact you. Right. And, and, and that's, that's not going to help you. Um, I mean, your job as a pitcher was, was to get people out no matter if it's, you know, cold, raining, hundred degrees, windy, whatever, you know, they just want to see you go out there and get it done. So just not making excuses and, and controlling what you control, I think was, was, is the biggest thing um, I, I took from baseball. And I think it's carried over to, you know, anything else I do as well. Yeah, definitely the mental side of the game, pretty big uh, aspect and component. And then if you uh, could go back in time and tell your, like, younger self whether it's your middle school high school college or even professional self if there's any what would you tell your younger self anything um i mean i i think i think just kind of the stuff early in my career you know i i i wasted a lot of pitches and you know wasn't as i don't know just trying to be too perfect sometimes and 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 not being aggressive and then once i you know kind of figured, figured things out with that, you know, it kind of changed, changed my mentality, how I pitched. And and that was what was able to, you know, take my, take my game to the next level where I was got a chance to pitch in the big leagues. 
just overall, uh, kind of just, this is more of just advice for younger players. Just what, what are the needed, uh, qualities that somebody would have to have in order to be a successful, um, high school, college and professional baseball player? I think in baseball, you just gotta be, uh, have the right mindset, you know, um, you know, stay pretty, pretty level with your emotions. Um, you know, is for a younger player, I mean, just kind of understanding how to prepare to be consistent. I think your routines before the, the game, your routine the day before a game, just getting, just being, uh, really, really learning what you need to do in order to be successful, I think is, is the, the thing that, I think most young players struggle with um, in really developing a solid routine. I think that's I think that's the whole key in baseball is having either a pregame, you know, pre the day, everything leading up to the game, you know, preparing yourself. So um, whether you play every day or you're playing, you know, playing a couple games a week or whatever it is, figuring out what that routine is that you need to do to be successful each each game. So thank you so much for. Uh, joining me on this. This is my second interview. Um, hope I did well. You did. Uh, you answered the questions great. Um, it actually means a lot, and I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, I appreciate you having me, Zach, and, and good luck with everything. And hopefully, everything works out for you uh, getting to play in college. Thank you. Thank you.